Anxiety right now is the top mental health struggle for adults and children and teenagers all across the world. And that depression that that maybe someone's dealing with right now, it, it is a real struggle. But thankfully, there is real hope that God is there with us in that pit and he will pull us up and he'll pull us out and he will do it with helpers. Helpers are so important on your journey and he's going to write your story. He's going to use your pain and he's going to put purpose through, through that pain. Do you feel like your life these days is basically just carting everyone everywhere? Are your mornings filled with horns blaring and cars speeding and spilled coffee and children crying in the back seat? Does your blood pressure rise as you fear the inevitable explosion from one of your kids over the wrong breakfast or they've lost their homework? My friend, Karis Snyder gets you. She understands. There's a whole generation of moms out there who are feeling overwhelmed, overworried, and overcommitted. Karis has come up with an amazing way to help you as a mom deal with your stress. I'm Carol McLeod. This is the Significant Women Podcast, and I have a gift for all you moms out there today, and the gift is named Karis Snyder. You're going to love my conversation with this mom who understands you. So lean in and listen. Hey, Karis, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. And I have a, I hope it's a fun question to start with, Karis. I hope it's not offensive in any way, but I know you're a girl mom. Okay, you're a girl mom. Now, I did not go see the Barbie movie for many reasons. Did you take your girls to see the Barbie movie? And if so, talk to us about it. Okay, so I have not taking oh, okay. them to see the Barbie movie. Okay. Um, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why I haven't yet. And I know that it's coming out now, like on streaming platforms. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure if it would be something that would be appropriate for them, yeah. you know, to see. I just saw so many different reviews come out about it. And I wasn't sure, there was a couple of things I wasn't sure how I felt about. I wasn't sure that I felt good about how men were portrayed in the movie mm-hmm. as being weak you know, and that we as women, you know, did not need them. I I didn't like that. And I knew, you know, there were some, some men in the movie that were playing in women's roles, you know, some transgender things going on. So I just didn't have peace about taking them to the movie. Um, So my husband and I talked about it because they wanted to see it. You know, my daughters wanted to see it, but we just were like, you know, we just don't have peace about it. So let's not go there yet. But we did say if we take them to see this movie, we can be the ones that do take them and then have conversations with them about it, you know, about things that they may see, you know, if they have questions and kind of direct them in that way. So we haven't seen it yet. Okay, good answer. I mean, I love your approach to it, that if they see it, they're going to see it with you so you can talk about things. You know, Karis, what I'm telling moms is, okay, you pray about it. Right. Make sure you hear from the Lord. But listen, if you go see the Barbie movie, make sure you're giving your daughters other role models. Don't let let Barbie be the only role model. Read books. Talk about women in history who've really done incredible things. Um, So I love your approach. So good. 
Let, let me know where you land on that. I'd love to know about your conversation. Yeah. I know, Karis, you could write a list of conversation points for moms who watch their the movie with their girls. That would be oh, powerful. That is really good. That was not a perspective that I have thought about. Yeah. Um, but if that- you write yeah, if you write that, let me know. I was about to say that would be good because I think, you know, we as moms, we're, we always want to look for ways that we can have conversations with our children, tweens, yes. teens, you know, we want them to come to us, ask us questions. And so I, I really like that idea. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, you are a girl mom. You live in one of my favorite states in America. I love Alabama. You I do. I, yeah, I go there often to Mobile to see my friends are really more like family. And so yeah. you live in, in a small, small town in Alabama, right? That's right. I live in a little town called Coleman, Alabama. So for anyone that is familiar with Alabama, it is kind of in between the city of Birmingham and Huntsville. Okay. Okay. And were you born and raised there, Karis? I was actually born in Tupelo, Mississippi, you know, the home of Elvis Presley, you know, my mom (laughs) and dad, I actually have a twin brother. And so they were like, this is where you were born. You were born here. This is so important for you to know. And then um, six weeks later, they moved to Alabama because my dad got a job with the railroad. Okay. Okay. And so have you always known the Lord, Karis? Have you always loved the Lord? What's your faith journey look like? For me, my faith journey, you know, we grew up within the church. I came to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior when I was a child. We grew up in our church going to Vacation Bible School. Maybe your your listener friends and family are familiar with Vacation Bible School. I still love Vacation Bible School to this day, right? I mean, my kids, our church still has it. And I'll never forget my mom bringing my twin brother and I home one night from vacation Bible school. And we, we knelt down by my bed. She, she brought us into my room and just began to walk us through, you know, this plan of salvation, how Jesus loved us and died for us. And, and there that night, my brother and I both gave our hearts and lives to Jesus. And I remember we hugged each other and we cried, like we actually wanted to hug. We weren't forced to hug. It was something that we wanted to do as little third grade children. And so I came to know him as my savior very early on in my life. And I'm grateful for that because I would go through some things as many of us do that were painful, but he was with me. He did not leave me, you know, in the midst of that, I wasn't alone. I knew because I dealt early on with some anxiety. I dealt with some bullying. I, I wondered, you know, do I have a, have a purpose? What do I have to offer in this world? And he was always there and he loved me. And he reminded me that he created me with intentionality. And he did create every single one of us with a purpose and he would waste absolutely nothing in my life. So I am grateful that I did grow up, you know, in that way that I I have known Jesus pretty much my whole life. and, And I can't imagine it any other way. So when you were a teenager or a college girl, did you ever go through doubts or rebellion or questioning your faith? I went through doubts. That's a good, that's a good question. I I did doubt at times because I think for me, I struggled thinking that I had to be perfect and had to have it all together. Um, I thought that, that for Jesus to be able to use me and for me to make an impact or at times to be loved that I couldn't fail. 
that I couldn't make a mistake. And I think that's where some of my anxiety came into play. And so, of course, we're not perfect. We all fall short of the glory of God. And I think within that, because I put so much of that expectation on myself, I would wonder at times, you know, does God love me? Am I enough? You know, is is God's word true for me? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So are you a perfectionist? Uh, yes, I tell people I am a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> okay. Man, I need to recover from that. I don't know if I've started to recover yet or not. <laughs> I have to recover every day. I feel like there are moments right. that I just, you know, we don't give ourselves any grace. We just Right. Don't. Yeah. I give everybody else grace but myself right. it seems exactly. Like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Well, we'll get back to Kiris's story and her encouragement in just a minute. But I want to invite you to a premier event in April of 2024. It is my 20th Carol McLeod Ministries Conference in Buffalo, New York. I can hardly believe that we have been doing this for 20 years, two zero years. It's gone by so fast. From the early days in Buffalo through the COVID years, we have a lot to celebrate. We have gone the distance ministering to women up and down the East Coast. You know what? No matter where you live, I would love for you to be part of it this year. We'll be actually taping the teachings for my new Bible study and book titled Overflowing, Living Abundantly in a Broken Culture. We're going to celebrate all that God has done in and through this ministry. So mark your calendars for April 26th and 27th 2024 and make plans to attend, hopefully in person. But if not, you can register for the virtual option. Just go to my website, carolmccloudministries.com and click on overflowing the conference. I can't wait to see you there. 20 years. So you've written several devotionals now. Um, I, I think your third one is the most recent one that's come out. And it seems to me, Kiris, that you have found your sweet spot in helping women, moms, deal with depression, anxiety. Um, is, but because you're speaking to that, you must have dealt with it. Is that true? Yes, I have. You know, I found myself, you know, about 11 years ago, anxiety and depression almost took my life. Really? I, yes. My husband and I, we were actually worship te- worship leaders at our church. Mm-hmm. I had a successful business that I was running out of my home. And at that time, my, my oldest daughter, who is 14, she was about two years old. She was living her best toddler life. You know, I was just this new mama. And again, that expectation of perfection on myself. And because of that, I was a master of the mask. I told no one the struggles that I was having with anxiety, you know, that heavy feeling that would feel like a heavy elephant on my chest. My heart would race. I would feel breathless. I couldn't sleep at night because those what if questions were running through my mind that just paralyzed me with fear. And I told no one because I was afraid of what people might think of me. I was afraid, you know, even I was afraid that God would be mad at me, that I had let him down, that I had felt everyone around me. But I also had found myself in this place where if I was being very honest with you, in that moment of my life, I didn't think that anxiety or depression were real. 
I, I didn't. I thought that those women, those young girls that may have come to me for encouragement were just feeling sorry for themselves. And, you know, I was one of those that would be within the church that would tell you to pray harder, try harder, trust God more, you know, and just suck it up and move on. And, and, and I know now that that is not what Jesus would say to anyone. Mm-hmm. And I began to learn how real the struggle was, how painful it was, and that there would be times, Carol, I would be praying more. I would be reading my Bible more, but I would feel so stuck, like a quicksand, like it was just pulling me under and pulling me under. And I wouldn't let anybody in because I didn't know what their response would be. I didn't know if maybe they would meet me with that same response that I met so many other other women with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Karis, I've struggled with depression too. Right. And so I know exactly what you're talking about. And I always tell, let's, so let's pause here. Let's really minister to the women yeah. who deal with depression. I always say, listen, go see your medical doctor, do whatever he or she tells you to do. I, I have been on medication. Do that. Me too. Find Absolutely. a counselor that you can peel back the layers of your pain with. Do that. I've done that. I still do it from time to time. And then don't forget the power of your faith. It's really a three-pronged attack. For me, it has been, Karis, um, medication, counseling, and my faith. What, What about you? Yes, I needed all three. And I tell people they were life-saving and life-changing for me. I needed it. I needed, you know, and God is the one that gave me permission and peace to go to a doctor, to go to a counselor, you know, if it would have been anything else, if it would have been heart disease or if my child would have had a broken arm, I wouldn't have hesitated. I would have run, you know, to get help. And so he helped me to see, he created these, these men and these women in these places as a counselor and as doctors who would love me and help me to walk through where I needed the help. And it, it changed everything for me. It changed my trajectory in my life. It helped me to see that I didn't have to hide, you know, that, that the lie of the enemy is that you're, it's only you. No one else is struggling with what you're struggling with. And the reality is that it is anxiety right now is the top mental health struggle for adults and children and teenagers all across the world. And that depression that that maybe someone's dealing with right now, it, it is a real struggle. But thankfully, there is real hope that God is there with us in that pit and he will pull us up and he'll pull us out and he will do it with helpers. Helpers are so important on your journey and he's going to write your story. He's going to use your pain and he's going to put purpose through through that pain. Oh, I just love that, Karis. That's so good. So you and I are not doctors. We're not medical doctors. I'm not a certified counselor. I don't know about you, but we're voices, you know, in in the battle. And and we're women of faith who now encourage others because God doesn't waste anything. And one of the ways you are knocking it out of the park is by writing these devotionals for women, just... um, bites of faith yeah. and hope and joy and wisdom. And your most recent one, I happen to love so much. It's called the Carline Mom Devotional yes. because don't moms find themselves in the car line these days. So tell us about your new book. 
Absolutely. So we as moms, we are working hard to get everybody everywhere they need to go, right? I mean, from toddlers to teenagers, we are there. It could be a school line and after, you know, after school activity, if it's sports, theater, dance, your friend's house, there are so many different things. And within those busy schedules, within the overwhelmed, there are moms that may feel overstressed and feel like they are just failing. And I frankly, you know, I just kind of got to the point I was a little over it, just like this is not what God had intended for us. There is so much more. And like you said, I loved how you said it, these bite-sized moments. He wants to meet us within the moments. You know, we don't have to beat ourselves up or or belittle ourselves. It may be where you are sitting in your car. I found myself there many times and I'm just crying. And in those moments of tears, here comes the Holy Spirit reminding me, hey, God sees you. He loves you and you're not alone. He didn't make a mistake in putting you in this role of being a mama and he will equip you with everything that you need. You know, we can daily open his word and find ourselves there. And then, you know, within the midst of Carline Mom Devotional, I was able to share some stories of my own, you know, journey of being a mom with my two daughters that I have. And so there's that opportunity to build that camaraderie and community to say, okay, There are other moms that get it. There are other moms with goldfish and sweatshirts piling up in their back seat. But there are these moms that are looking for peace, longing for peace in the chaos. And so I really, when the Holy Spirit just kind of laid this idea in my heart, it was such a joy to write it and just to know that that we as moms are going to be able to walk through it together. I love that. Yeah, so Karis, I have five kids. And during those days with carpool lines and football games and ballet and piano, I used to say that I had enough French fries under my back seat to feed the entire state of Rhode Island. (laughs) I get you, sister. I get you. Yes. Oh, man, that's it. Well, if you've been encouraged by today's episode, and honestly, how could you not have been Would you take the time to leave a review, especially on iTunes, if that's where you listen to this podcast? We would love for you to rate our podcast. It helps in ways you can't even imagine. And hey, have you gone to my YouTube channel yet? You you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Carol McLeod Ministries, and keep up with all that's happening. As always, don't forget, We have an app for your smartphone. Just go to the app store on your phone and do a search for Carol McLeod Ministries. You can read a blog, leave a prayer request, or even buy a book or two. And hey, if you would like to connect with Karis, you can do that um, at karissnyder.com. That's C-A-R-I-S-S-N-I-D-E-R.com. Be sure to purchase your copy of Car Line Moms and honestly, buy one for all the moms in your life. You know, before we close today, I always like to leave with a scripture because Karis's ideas will fade away, my ideas will fade away, but the Word of God abides forever. I've always said if I had another little girl, I would name her Karis because the word Karis means grace. Let me read to you today a scripture from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. And the Lord has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. 
I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what your regrets, your failures might be, but I can tell you this, there is a caress, there is grace for no matter what you're going through today. Perhaps it'd be a good idea for you to join me and just say, Jesus, I need your grace. I need your power to be perfected in my weakness. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you next time on the Significant Women Podcast.